Good people, P. P. How you feeling? Feeling like I'm about to take flight. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> now I look for that on the emotion. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia, and most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yeah. And I always say, most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. But today, we definitely talking to you. Because y'all was talking to us. Yeah. See, apparently, y'all had questions for us. Apparently. And I'm just going to dive right in on some of these questions, and we're going to just tell the truth. Because I've been waiting for them. Did you I've see been, my eyebrows? I've been waiting for... <laughs> I've been waiting. You've been waiting for what? To tell some of these truths. No, you have not. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And... So this is unique. Nobody ever asks us these kinds of questions. These are not our questions. First of all, our content, what we talk about. Mm -hmm. But they know. (laughs) Yeah, it don't matter what you talk about. They know you married, right? And if you married, it means that you're having experiences other than what you talk about. So the listeners wanted to know. And if it's you, if you ask this question, I can't wait to meet you in person. (laughs) Somebody asks. What has been the greatest challenge in marriage? In our marriage. Yeah, in our marriage. Uh, They also ask, what daily or weekly rituals do you all practice to stay intimately connected? I appreciated that question. It made me think about the practice. Yeah. And then they asked if we had any hope for single people. There's always hope, right? Damn. I mean, yes. I mean, there's always hope, like, theoretically, but based upon what I'm seeing online, it's a hard world to have hope in. <laughs> Man, I, I actually, I don't have these conversations uh, because I have not existed in, within that context of living. Like, I don't, I just don't nah, know well, we what gonna things get right. are like we gonna, well, for single yeah. people. I don't know what things are like for single people. I only have what I have heard from my single friends, but that does not. So give what's me been the off, greatest challenge in this an marriage? Authoritative approach to understanding. Yeah, the greatest one of the greatest challenges I've had in this marriage. You see, where, you see where I'm at. You see where I'm at with it. Oh, y'all, he is ready to cut up. Oh yeah. The only thing that needs to happen now is his leg needs to be crossed. Right no. now, he got his little I'm hand not, on I'm his not, head. I'm not even, and I'm I ain't not got time for I'm it. I'm tell you right now. I'm not gonna cross my legs. On don't this one. please don't. No, my hands are on my hip though, <laughs> because. Nobody really knows what I go through. Okay. Y'all, he ready to cut up. He ready to cut up. Felicia, for years, she watches the worst TV program. Oh, no. Felicia's TV diet is like. Wow. It's like the junk food of TV. Wow. He's really going in. Okay. (laughs) Like the junk food of TV. I am allowed to watch what I want to watch uh-huh. without judgment from you or judge. anybody else. I don't judge. I usually just lead a room. You just made a judgment about my TV choices. It wasn't a what judgment. What are you even referencing? 
I don't want to offend any of the programs, but what I'm saying is uh, the equivalent of junk food TV is what I'm saying. Honestly, I feel like you are answering from a place (laughs) of 2012 or something like not 2022. I watch some really good TV and movies. Okay, I pick really good shows and oh, I pick really oh, good movies. Oh, you're saying that? So you're saying that you used to watch really bad TV? No, you I don't even you. think it was bad then. But I know you used to really think that Felicia. it was bad. But Felicia, you for said, the sake of not said, putting anybody's show out there like that, I don't have to say Felicia, it. Felicia, you all said I, you watched. All I said to you though was when I found out that Dr. Freeman was watching what I was watching, I was like, "Oh, it's good. My advisor is watching this. I can watch this. It's totally fine. It does not impact any of how I'm thinking about my research." Y'all, I'm gonna just <laughs> tell you like this, okay? When Fee says she picks really good. TV programs and movies, the lie detector came back. That's a lie. Okay. Felicia notoriously is known within our true. within our friendship circle. None can, of y'all watch good I wish, TV. I wish I could call a good witness on this. Oh, there's only one witness you can call, and she's not here for it, and we are not calling her. Lauren, you we're know not I call calling Lauren. Lauren. You know I call Lauren. Lauren does not pick good TV either. She it, just thinks she does. It doesn't matter. It's not about what Lauren watches. It's about we all agree that your TV selections are. That's what bad. pisses me off because it it all it takes is for a group of people to agree on something. It just in your immediate circle. That's it. And then all of a sudden you're labeled as the person that picks the bad movies. Just because I picked a couple of movies that we all went to that turned out to not be so good. <laughs> I mean, you just get now. Like, all of a sudden, I got the rep for the bad got, movie. Yeah, got to. But don't nobody ever pick no good you gotta movies. Be, you got to be really careful with Felicia and her her TV, right? And the, let's let's get to the real challenges here. And I'm not afraid to bring them up. Okay, let's go. I'm not afraid to bring them up. Um, challenges in our marriage <laughs> for me usually are happening Felicia. within. Mm-hmm. Felicia's TV. I but, will only speak for myself. For TV consumption. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I will only speak for myself. And I will admit one of the challenges that have been reoccurring <laughs> in our marriage <laughs> is my difficulty with apologizing. Okay. I have a difficult time apologizing. True wow. or not? True or false? Wow, this is, I mean, this is. I have a difficult time with apologizing, but I also want to note that this is a very unique topic. Kariga and I are not usually having conversations outwardly about what's happening inwardly for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be quite honest, many, many years ago, friends of ours have asked us to like, start to share with others about our relationship. And I would always tell them like, nah, I'm not doing it. And my reasoning at that particular time was because it was mine. It was my marriage. It was my relationship. I've known Kariga for so long, a great part of my life, right? Mm -hmm. And we have been able to do this thing together as long as we have. And I'm not saying that our privacy has lent to that, but it's just such a special thing for me that I would be like, no, I'm not sharing it. That's mine. I want to hold that to myself. You know, mm-hmm. it has not been a thing for us to share 
as openly as we have been um, until we experience the transition of the double transition of Kamayu. And mm-hmm. that if you're listening and you've been listening, then you understand and know that that has to do with reference. It's so very important, especially um, when you are in deep waters to know that someone else there is also swimming. So I don't know, maybe I can think of it this way as moving forward in this conversation. Um, But yeah, traditionally we have not done this, but one of the challenges that I have had y'all is I have had a difficult time apologizing and not just like a simple where he bumps into me in the hallway or I bumped into him or tripped him. And I'm, I'm like, man, that's your fault. And not saying I'm sorry. No, it's never that. It actually has been around if I have said something that has offended Kariga, but I did not mean for it to offend him, and I didn't mean to say it that way, that I'm not going to apologize for it because you know that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. I really, I really respect like your fortitude to go there. I was really silent, like. Oh shit, she's keeping it real. Uh, I'm gonna keep it real. I know, but but also you acknowledging that it has been a challenge for us was really a display of love for me. Like, this is tight. She's owning that she's had a hard time apologizing. And for me, that is enough. Your acknowledgement of what the challenge is mm-hmm. often is enough for me to reframe and just, you know use our our love bank to cover it Mm. but when she says something that may offend me or uh, touch me the wrong way and she says she didn't mean to say it the way she did and i'm like well yeah that's the whole thing about communication (laughs) you got you got a chance to choose what you want to say and that's what you said right so I need you to investigate what you were trying to say and acknowledge Ah, that ah. what you were trying to say was vastly different from what you did say. Here you go. Using my my words. And for that, you, you know, you could apologize when you're ready. But the issue is, well, I didn't mean to say that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's communication. And you have to have some ownership around what you did say. It's to me, it's the equivalent of like, (laughs) all right. But you know, I didn't mean that, man. All right, so what did what did what did Walmart mean with the Juneteenth ice cream? <laughs> because what what I'm saying is what I'm saying is somebody thought it was a good idea, right? And and it wasn't. And at some point you gotta be like, damn, I thought I thought I was saying this right, or I thought it was a good idea, and it was and it was not. It it did not go the way I intended it to go. But that's just like a you know, a case in point reference for you to think about how communication can really could miss the mark. Right. But I'm not holding that against you because if we want to be really honest around challenges in the relationship, there's something I really want to say. And I don't often listen, say this. do not. No, nah, for real. I don't, I don't often say this. Uh, I'm just, I'm gonna read an affirmation before I acknowledge this. Okay. I need this affirmation just to, Help me grow uh, in this particular challenge. Uh, I'm going to read from page four of the toolkit for reflect reflection and manifesting light within page four reads mind unlocked heart unblocked. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings and manifestations today will present. 
And today I want to acknowledge and just be mature in this marriage that Felicia sometimes experiences adversity that I subject her to when I put things in the pantry. Oh my God. Not in the place that she has worked so hard to establish some order. And I want to own that, right? That like the idea that I put things in the pantry in a space differently than assigned, it seems to really, you know, cause her some hardship that I don't intend at all to cause. Really? I don't intend it. I, I don't even do it maliciously. That's the that's the sad part about it. I am doing it so freely. <laughs> yes, you are. But it is not it's not the system that makes the house run best. And I will say this that I like the way the pantry is organized when you take the time to put things in the right spot. I like the way I feel when I go in there and reach for a water or a snack, a snack. or yeah. um, vitamins. almonds, vitamins. I like the way that feels. And it wouldn't feel that way if it were me alone putting things no, it wouldn't. where I put them. It would not. So I just want to own that I want to grow in that. I want to grow in accountability. Are you in that serious? Space. I'm being real. You know why? Because I realize she's serious when she when she Yo. When, when when she when she uh when she voices it to me, she's like this, really serious. This, this is really touching me. You all don't understand. This man, he works so hard on so many other things for our family that putting the vitamins back on the vitamin shelf is not of um, it's not the highest importance. I wouldn't say it's not of the importance. It's just not something noteworthy at the time that he's doing it. It's not. Noteworthy. I'm sure if what? I'm sure if he was paying attention to what was happening presently in front of him, he would make the decision to put those vitamins on the vitamin rack. Hmm. I'm, I'm not but sure. He's doing other things. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would, but I, I really hope that you would. No, because what brings I put me, so much time into and the what, pantry. And what brings me to the accountability of putting things in the right place is the labor of love you do. It's not because I actually value it. I do like the experience of where you have things. And I feel like, you know, like every once in a while, I might look up and be like, you know what? I'm gonna put this here. I'm gonna put this there. I'm gonna I'm gonna organize space, but I don't I don't actually have that inclination. It's not it, all right, y'all. So I'm, I'm gonna he share with you, I'm share something else with y'all. My entire life, as long as I've had a bookshelf, okay, my books were never organized in size order. Okay, they were always organized based on what I wanted to reach, and I would keep it accessible. And keeping it accessible may not look the most organized. But damn it, I know where to find the book. Mm. But what I'm finding now in this chapter of life is that I appreciate the way you relate to space. You provide a function in the space of our home, our life, the one we're building together that I am not naturally inclined to do. Mm. But I appreciate your systems more than the systems I create. Mm. 
And I really know that that lends to the, the better functioning of the family. Uh, efficiency. It, it makes things clear. I know, I know that my space impacts my thinking in the way I feel. Yes. So I appreciate the way you organize space. And I just wanted to say that it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy for me to put those vitamins where I put them now that I think about it. And I mean, it's literally he put them. What was, was this yesterday, the day before, where you literally put them the shelf above? <laughs> and I was like, hey, um, these just, they just go right here. <laughs> they go right here. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But also having grace with Kariga and understanding that one, he did not grow up in this way. Mm-hmm. I never had a pantry. Okay. <laughs> but two, I also didn't grow up in that way either, but having grace and understanding like that, this isn't necessarily going to be a natural habit for him, that it will take time and practice. Cause what I've also learned in this marriage is how to communicate with Riga. Um, and I'm still working on it, right? Like it's something that I still have to practice. But if it, if there's something that I'd like him to do or change, I can't just be like, man, why you do it like this? Like that's not going to work for him. Mm-hmm. Me asking those types of questions actually won't work for him. I'll get a smart ass remark, right? Because <laughs> he's smart and he understands where the question is coming from. Mm-hmm. So it's about, for me, uh, finding what's happening inside. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, why am I feeling this way about what it is that he's doing? Um, and that makes me want to respond. Yes. When I know how she feels and when I'm aware of how my actions make her feel. But if you ask me about my actions, I'm going to give you an answer that I feel like giving you about my actions. <laughs> and that may not always give you the answer you're looking for. Right. But, but I'm okay. But with the question it. I was asking you actually isn't. It isn't the question I truly wanted to ask. And and you I, know, and, and it, when I can tell that, that's usually when my answers are most smart. When people ask me questions about the thing is being advanced in communication is a danger if you it, yeah, if you don't have like kindness and grace. Mm-hmm. And the Kariga folks have met on the podcast, the reflective mm-hmm. um being able to express how I feel. That wasn't always the way I chose to respond to people. I gave people responses based on the questions they asked. And I was absolutely okay with giving you a response based on the question you asked. And I think that has to do with the way I perceived authority. Mm. So when people use their authority to ask a smart question, I literally enjoyed just derailing their entire attempt Because they were trying to use authority on me and did not ask a good question. Mm. But that's not kind. Well, I have to say, and I've had to remind Kariga of this skill set that he has. His ability to listen um, and synthesize so incredibly quick. He does it on the spot. And sometimes it can put him in a position to be frustrated in communicating with others in our family, um, not just like myself, but anyone else who might have a difficult, not difficult, a different processing system. I'll say that 
because we all process in our own ways, right? Based on our lived experiences. We all have it, our own individual and unique cognitive process. And Kariga's moves at an accelerated level. Like it is super fast, um, but it is a gift. It is, it is a, a beautiful gift. And we all benefit so greatly from it, especially when he is given the opportunity and time to reflect. Um, and so I've had to remind him of, this gifting that he holds and that not everybody and does the, it that way. Yeah, the, the two spaces that have matured me to use my gifting to communicate mm-hmm. for the, for the better of myself and humanity and not like just to be a smart ass mm-hmm. uh, where my experience is in grief, mm. knowing that I had a gift that could help us all see things differently than the way they present Mm -hmm. and my time as a special education teacher Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being able to communicate across difference to the general education staff in the school who needed to see the whole person to see my young people it made me want to own my ability to communicate at the level that I could Mm. otherwise you know, I'm going to give you the answer you deserve based on how you asked me the question. But out yeah, but being being able to own acknowledge that the way you have blessed the home to function in space and efficiency has added value to the quality of life, uh the quality of systems and especially when we have to parent systems are important mm-hmm. and systems help create capacity yeah. to respond to the unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have systems, it impacts your capacity tremendously. Yeah. And you can just become very, um, it's kind of untethered, really, struggling to find grace because your systems don't give you that yeah so i want to name and own that and you got my word when when felicia acknowledged her inability to apologize it just made me be like you know what let let me let me be courageous i'm gonna start putting things back in the space that that is needed for the family to function so funny so shout out to the listener who asked us what have been some of the greatest challenges in the marriage? And go, I go hope we, no, I just hope we we answered it. And for me, like I'm still very much working on the apologizing. Sometimes it's gotten to the point where I'll just hurry up and say the apology because I know I have a difficult time apologizing. And like, why are you apologizing? It doesn't work. Yeah, especially um, when I yeah, like when I <laughs> when I know when I know good and damn well it's underdeveloped, right? <laughs> Nobody wants an underdeveloped. Nobody apology. wants underdeveloped. You keep that. But, but because I'm not. It is I'm, an area that I am actively working on. It's not just stubbornness. It is literally me in my mind trying to connect all of the dots and say like, okay, well, well, if this, if 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 it's this and this and this, then. And since I know she loves me, I don't hold a grudge, right? Uh-huh. I, just, I just be like. It's a damn shame, <laughs> but I don't hold a grudge on her because that is not how I feel. I just want her to be able to process and take accountability 
because mm. I think that it's a it's a strong way to model for our children. Uh, a listener had hmm. another question. Mm-hmm. That, that was what, a good question. What, I'm, I'm yeah. still reflecting I on get, it. I get, nah, I now I want to go and sit somewhere and write through this. I don't. Um, <laughs> what daily or weekly rituals do you all practice to stay intimately connected? I think there are so many good question, but there's so many different realms or asking how one defines intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Because for me, intimacy is such a critical part of knowing one another. And yeah. intimacy is, you know, the way you connect, the way you make time to be intentional. I also, just to say this, the word intimacy has great application in my life because I would also describe uh, my time. I don't just need church. I don't just need praise. I need time to be intimately connected with God. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I know I need that. That's where my downloads come from. Yeah. So intimacy in my relationship. Yes, it is time for physical touch and connectedness, but it is also time for hearing one another. Yeah. And listening to one another and making room for your partner to be able to express themselves and creating room for them to be comfortable to express themselves. That also is a part of intimacy. But I appreciate you bringing that up because that is so very true. I was sitting here like trying to think about, okay, well, what is it? What is something that I do, you know, regularly? What habit is it that we have? Right. But it is just that and how you describe it. The openness that there is for our communication, especially in the 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 deep of our grief was so very important for me to feel intimately connected with you. Mm -hmm. I had to be able to say everything that was on my heart, that was on my mind. And Kariga made room for that. No matter how I was feeling, whether I was anxious or calm, like there was room for me to say and process what it was that I was experiencing. And I found that it created a more room for connectedness between us. Mm-hmm. And I also find in the same way that you do your downloading, as you described it, it's so very important for me to take time to write. And I, I guess it goes hand in hand with being able to say how I feel to you. But having moments for myself where I am able to, like, I guess, do a download, if you will, mm-hmm. of what it is that I'm experiencing in my mind, my body, my spirit. And having clarity on what those things are, because that is how I do my processing, makes room for me to hear Kariga differently, hear him deeper, mm-hmm. and understand him, I think, better. I don't know. It. I just know that when there has been times where there might be um, some unresolved feelings inside about a matter, if I take the time to write through them, and have a deeper understanding of what it is that I'm feeling and what is true for me in that moment, then I'm more open to have a conversation with Riga later. And it creates, there isn't a guard, right? There's this 
it creates that pathway of connectedness. Yeah, I think so. I think, okay, that's beautiful. So intimacy is the ability to not have the guard up, right? Yes, that's uh, that's it that, for me, that, yeah. that openness, mm-hmm. that willingness, that safety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the desire to spend what is a f- fixed amount of time in our lifetime together. Mm-hmm. Like the desire to want to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. Right? And yes, grief has shaped our concept of time differently. The double transition of Kamayu has shaped our time differently. But I also think that we do a great deal together. Yeah, we do. But that's also informed by all the years of marriage when we weren't able to do things together. Mm -hmm. So we are approaching 10 years of marriage. uh, And (laughs) that's that's tight. That's wild. Yeah, 10 years of marriage, 18 years together. But in the early parts of our relationship, our schedules were as different as different can be. Yeah, they were. I was, in the early parts, I was teaching, right? And still creating my art. And whether that was D.C. or New York or wherever, Mm-hmm. poetry and music took us then mm-hmm. and you were in grad school pursuing a PhD then I got into school administration and my schedule changed much differently mm-hmm. the hours changed much differently the tour of duty changed so differently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we spent a large part of our early relationship on opposite schedules Felicia was able to do her best writing through the night, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm asleep because I got to get up for work early the next morning. Mm-hmm. Then we had the relocation to Oakland at the time where Felicia was all but dissertation. And we thought she can do her dissertation in Oakland while we were opening a school. Nope. And soul development was, you know, taken off. So our world consisted around music and school leadership and community. Mm-hmm. And my wife had to move back to D.C. This wasn't my girlfriend. This was my whole I sure wife. Did, she moved back to D.C. and we were apart. Never imagined being married and apart, living in different states. That don't make no damn sense in terms of how much time we spent apart when she was pursuing the Ph.D. Right. So she lived in D.C. I lived in Oakland. So I have to give that as context to why we so why we so I mean openly and desire to spend this time together because it wasn't always this way. Yeah. And I recognize that parenthood for so many requires them to go in different directions for their earning. So I'm grateful that we get to earn as a family together. Yeah. I'm grateful that we get to work and impact community and make meaningful art. And, and write and storytell together as a family, right? Mm-hmm. So that is part of our connectedness. That is part of our time together. And intimacy defined by connectedness and the willingness and the safety to express is important, mm. right? And being young and 
into one another. Right? Like, mm-hmm. we like to take walks together. <laughs> we do. That's that's something we enjoy as a family. It's our thing, I guess. Right? <laughs> and I enjoy her showing up for herself and taking care of herself and going to her workouts and taking care of her body because I like the way it looked. I like to let her know I like the way it looked. Look at her right now. I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> All these things Thank are you, important. Babe. No, they are. They are. They got to be. They are. And so, yeah, that's part of our intimacy is just like we spent a great deal of amount. We spent a great deal of time apart building this union. So we You're take, right. you know, we take it, we take it in grace that we get to do this thing together. And then the listener lastly asks, do we have any uh, hope for single people? Yeah, I got hope for you. <laughs> There's right. hope. Doesn't cost a thing. Smile. No. And see, and that Can just and yeah, and that just makes a single person be like, they lying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of course, I got hope. Now, I, I'll say this: if I, one I is listening, if one is listening to the practices of self-reflection. If you can become a reflective person. Yeah. And you can offer grace to somebody who processes differently than you. Yeah. Then I have hope for you. Absolutely. If you cannot extend grace for somebody who processes differently than you. Yeah. It's kind of hard to have hope because in my experiences, Felicia and I, we have a lot in common, but we are so different. And our difference is part of the power of this union. So, you know, differences in a deficit, it's a it's a strength in a union. Mm. It's a strength in a business. It's a strength in a bond. It's a strength in a marriage. And that difference really covers a lot of ground in a marriage, in a union, in a in a bond. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this. I mean, I'm going to say it really clear. It don't look easy out there. Right. <laughs> let, me, let me just keep it a buck. It don't look easy out there. That's just based on my single my single friends and and hearing stories from them it don't look i don't know it don't look easy out there but i love how you synthesized everything and and brought it back to really what has to happen within and not like in some way like you got to do this for yourself i'm not extending advice to anybody right because i don't know what it's like to live but in my body um but what I will say is my lived experience has required me to do a lot of my own self-reflection mm-hmm. and it has worked in my favor in this marriage. And I hope it works in y'all favor. And you know, like single, it all depends where you at on the spectrum, right? Are you 20 something, 30 something, 40 something? Right. What, and then right? what is that? And, but that's different. And, like, then like, and what are you looking for? Right. Like right. I, I don't rush anybody to be in a committed relationship. One of the things me and Felicia did very early was to tell folks like, you don't have to do it our way. Yeah. Right. It happened to work for us uh, where we were able to really build long term and be together. But I don't force that on nobody. Yeah. I definitely ain't got the manual on how to do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. And 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 no one else has the manual for you. And no one else does. Yeah. Let me give you that much. <laughs> no one else has the manual for you. You've got it. Yeah. You got to eat the fruit from several trees and, you know, some seeds you can digest, some seeds you got to spit out. But you have to have your own discernment about what's working for you, what's working for your partner, what's working for your relationship. If you have the courage to do that and don't look for somebody else to define it for you, 
then I have hope. Ooh, come on, hope. Well, I really appreciate these questions. I really I appreciate too. the listeners. Every episode we say, right? Like, and and you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. But today, the listener, thank you so much for framing these questions for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing us to this place of reflection. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Yes. And thank you for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And big ups to all the listeners across all the shows. Um, yes. You all are an amazing fabric of what we're building at the Black Love Podcast Network. Dang. Massive love to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Big, 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 big love to our producer, Crystal Hill. Mm-hmm. And thank you to our team of editors. Peace. Peace.